You are listening to the LDS Divorce Coach Podcast, Episode 88, The 21-Day No Complaint Challenge. Welcome to the LDS Divorce Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Sanchez. I have five kids, and I love sports and the piano, and I'm also a certified life coach and divorce coach. Here I talk about living your best life, whether you're divorced, married, or single, it doesn't matter. Achievement is nothing without fulfillment. So let's go. Hey everybody, how are you out there? I hope you are amazing. What's happening? Thank you for joining me. Welcome, welcome. Um, man, what what's going on on Amazon Prime? Am I supposed to be buying things? Are there deals? What's going on? I'm not a shopper at all. In fact, <laughs> I really loathe having to shop. Online shopping has made it easier for me, I will admit. But I want you guys to notice something. I have already started complaining. Isn't that interesting? Do we start complaining at the beginning of our conversations? In the middle of our conversations? At the end of our conversations? <laughs> Seriously, I've been thinking a lot about complaining. If you've listened to me before, you know that I talk about complaining a lot and um, have offered little steps and things that we can do to try to stop <laughs> complaining. But this podcast revolves all around the challenge of stopping the solution to complaining. What does complaining do? And the 21 day challenge that we're going to do together. Are you excited? I am. <laughs> so first, a little bit about complaining. What does it do to us? What are some negative effects? How can I scare you into stopping or at least inspecting ourselves and thinking, how can we have less? So there's a co-author of Emotional Intelligence 2.0. His name's Travis Bradbury, and he really did a good job of collecting the data. So he did all the hard work collecting the data, and I'm going to read you some data. And it's very, very interesting, some of the harmful effects. So he says, research shows that most people complain once a minute during a typical conversation. Complaining is tempting because it feels good. But like many other things that are enjoyable, such as smoking or eating a pound of bacon for breakfast, complaining isn't good for you. Your brain loves efficiency and doesn't like to work any harder than it has to. We know that. When you repeat a behavior such as complaining, your neurons branch out to each other to ease the flow of information. This makes it much easier to repeat that behavior in the future. So easy, in fact, that you might not even realize you're doing it. Of course, we don't realize we're doing it. This is totally subconscious. It has become that neuron firing and refiring back and forth type of thing for us, right? He goes on to say, Say, you can't blame your brain. Who'd want to build a temporary bridge every time you need to cross a river? It makes a lot more sense to construct a permanent bridge. So your neurons grow closer together and the connections between them become more permanent. Scientists like to describe this process as neurons that fire together, wire together. Repeated complaining rewires your brain 
to make future complaining more likely. Over time, you find it easier to be negative than to be positive, regardless of what's happening around you. Complaining becomes your default behavior, which changes how people perceive you. And here's the kicker. Complaining damages other areas of your brain as well. Research from Stanford University has shown that complaining shrinks the hippocampus, an area of the brain that's critical to problem solving and intelligent thought. Damage to the hippocampus is scary, especially when you consider that it's one of the primary brain areas destroyed by Alzheimer's. So it's also bad for our health. So while it's not an exaggeration to say that complaining leads to brain damage, it doesn't stop there. When you complain, your body releases the stress hormone cortisol. Cortisol shifts you into fight or flight mode, directing oxygen, blood, and energy away from everything but the systems that are essential to immediate survival. One effect of cortisol, for example, is to raise your blood pressure and blood sugar so that you'll be prepared to either escape or defend yourself. All the extra cortisol released by frequent complaining impairs your immune system and makes you more susceptible to high cholesterol, diabetes, heart disease, and obesity. It even makes the brain more vulnerable to strokes. Okay, you guys, so have I scared you into stopping yet? (laughs) I was talking to my sister about this, and she and I literally said, what would we talk about? Okay, think about it for a second. When we are talking, it's like misery loves company. Everyone starts to one-up each other. We listen to somebody's complaint, and then we mirror back our complaints, and we make them bigger. Or it reminds us of a time when we've had this happen, and it was so much worse. Or whatever, you guys. So I think it's interesting that we would have to grapple with changing our whole way that we have a conversation, but it can be done. So let me tell you how I got into this 21 day challenge that I'm about to invite you to do. So I have recently been introduced to Tim Ferriss. Well, I knew about him for years. He's the author of the four hour work week and the Tim Ferriss show is his podcast. He interviews everybody, celebrities and entrepreneurs and big business people, finds out what makes them tick, what they like, what's their favorite books, this and that. And recently he sent an email that said something about the 21 day challenge of not not complaining. And it was brought about his attention from a pastor, the Reverend Will Bowen from Kansas City. This was back in like 2005. And what he did was he started just with his congregation. And he was on Oprah and all this stuff, if you want to look him up. And he also has a book all about this, what he did. So he challenged his congregation to take 21 days of no complaining. And he gave them each a purple bracelet. And how it works is you start. And if you complain or criticize or gossip. Okay, so that he, he kind of put three things in there. Complaining, criticizing, or gossiping. Then you have to start over and put the bracelet on the other hand. Okay, then you have to start over at day zero again. 
So Tim Ferriss said, I tried it. He got to day 11 and he was like, ah, oh, he complained about something and he had to start all the way over. And so usually it takes like six to eight months to get the full 21 days. But what Tim Ferriss was saying was word choice determines thought choice, which determines emotions and actions. It's not enough to just decide you'll stop using certain words, though. It requires conditioning, and that's why we have that 21 days. Why 21? Because historically, it takes 21 days to build a habit or break a habit. So he always says, fix the words and you fix the thoughts. I'm not a negative person, he says, but I wanted to cut out the commiserating most of us use for 30 to 40% of all conversation. And that's what I was telling you that me and my sister were talking about. Think about it. If you don't believe me, keep track of how many people start conversations with you in the next 24 hours that center on a complaint or criticism. Seriously, just do that for the next day or two before you start the challenge. Just start looking, noticing, keep a little tally, just notice how many people start the conversation with a complaint or the criticism, right? So 21 days, you know, the interesting thing is the critics of this reverence challenge have said, you know, isn't venting a part of life and we have to vent. And if you don't, you could really mess mess somebody up and their psyche. This uh, lady, Barbara Held, is a psychology professor in Maine. And she says, if we lived in a world in which there was nothing to complain about, I think it might make perfect sense, but we don't. And then she said, when you force people to use a coping style that goes against their nature, their functioning goes down. She said, I'm not pushing pessimism. I'm saying let people cope in the way they cope and don't make them feel defective. Okay, all right. So I agree with some of it and I disagree with most of it. <laughs> you guys, aren't we trying to go against our nature here? You know, that natural man that's the enemy to God? Give me a break. <laughs> I understand that there is a need for venting. There's a time and place in prayer or to figure out the solution to a problem. It does sometimes need to be kind of thrown up on, you know, vomit it all out, get it all out. But on the 95% of things, complaining drags you down. It does. We want to go against that human nature. At least I do. And I don't think that we have to make people feel defective and say, you complain too much. Oh, you're so bad. No, you guys, this is a natural part of human nature. So what? I do it all the time. I did it at the beginning of this podcast. But I also know the positive effects that can come into it. And that's the interesting thing. So when we start the challenge, one way I have found, because I've only done it three days, you guys, and I'm starting back at zero. But one thing that I have found is when I want to say something, just catching myself is the hardest part. But when I use gratitude, gratitude, in my thought process, gratitude and kind of a morning ritual can help prime me for the day of no complaining. 
Of course, I'm not perfect. I told you I only went three days, but that didn't last long. But gratitude. And the funny thing about gratitude is it actually reduces cortisol levels by 23%, according to another Stanford University um, study. So, man, gratitude is awesome. I've also heard that, you know, when you have gratitude, there's no room for fear. It's not there. And so if we can replace that, that's really good. Another thing that helps when you start this challenge is to be solutions-oriented all the way. So Tim Ferriss was saying there were certain rules to what is a complaint and what is not a complaint. And for him, he allowed himself to have kind of a complaint about someone as long as he finished the sentence or had a follow-up solution. So he would say, my trip to the post office, you know, was frustrating because I stood in line for 30 minutes behind this guy, blah, 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 you know, and, but then he would say, but I learned that next time I need to do this so I can be productive while I'm standing there. Now, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think any complaint should be dismissed, should, like, if you complain about something, you need to switch the rubber band to the other wrist. But I like his idea of having solutions. But I think it's all about word choice and switching it up. So obviously, we are going to see rocks in our path. We're not going to ignore them. But we're going to call it what it is instead of saying, ah, this stupid guy or this guy doesn't know what he's talking about or whatever. I think it's really, really helpful and to change our thought processes to say, hey, you know what? I'm changing my way of thinking about this guy who did annoy me. And that's not complaining when you're just telling someone, yeah, this happened, but I'm changing the way that I feel about this and I want to look at it from a different way. So I hope that that wasn't too confusing. (laughs) Instead of stating the complaint, rewording it into some solution-based orientation of some sort. So let's define what is a complaint real quick, okay? Simply put, it's talking about things you do not want rather than what you do want. It's a complaint if you want the person or situation changed. Um, Directing a comment to someone who can improve your situation is not complaining. And then the last one, berating others or lamenting your circumstances is. Okay, so if you're just wanting to tell a doctor that you (laughs) that your legs really, really hurts in this area, whatever, that's not complaining. All right. And I also think if you're wanting to tell a friend or your spouse or someone very, very close to you something that is going on, that it's concerning to you, I actually don't think that that is complaining. I think that's sharing and that can be totally different. But if you're stuck in that and you're using words against that person that's really dragging you down and is totally negative, um, that's different. Whereas if you know someone can can help you improve the situation, you're just letting them know um, that's not complaining. But be careful with the spouses because I notice that I want to complain the second my husband walks through the door, I want to complain about something. So that's something I really, really want to work on. 
So let's try to get our minds into the gratitude and the solution-based problem solving. So it's like complaining is, is saying, man, that sucks. But what changes things is saying, this is not the way I want, would like it to be. This is how I would like it to be. It's painting a picture or creating a vista to get people to look in that direction. It's where you want to move toward. So the Reverend Will Bowen, he attributes his campaign's appeal to people being tired of negativity. And aren't you? Gosh, I am. I'm just tired of complaining to myself and to the changes he says people experience when they move away from complaining. Man, back in 2005, when he issued this, it just spread like wildflower. And his congregation was just sending millions of these bracelets around. But we don't need a purple bracelet, you guys. Just put a regular rubber band on. But he was saying that there's schools, there's prisons, there's homeless shelters that have all taken up this no complaint challenge. And then he says, when you're not articulating complaints, then they have nowhere to go. And your brain literally stops producing them. And you become a happier person. Plain and simple, you guys. What would that look like to you? Let's think of the benefits. What would it look like for you not to have complaints during the day? Or even 80% less complaints? Gosh. For me, it just looks like this beautiful world of things that can be instead of things that aren't. We create our existences. I was thinking today, we are our own best friend. We have been with ourselves since before we were born. Since before we were spirits, we believe we were intelligences, that there was some sort of thought. So that makes me think I've been with myself for a very, very long time, and I will be with myself for a very, very long time. How do I want to spend that time with myself? Do I want to build myself up? Am I my own best friend? Can I say to myself, Emily, I love you. You are okay. It's okay to not be the best mom today. You know, you're doing your best and you're trying really hard. I love you. Do I seriously say that to myself? Not not that often. I'm pretty positive, but I also fight with myself. Sometimes we have to do that with that with ourselves. But what I'm trying to say is you've got you, really. That's who we can control. That's the only person. And our thoughts with ourselves are so key. And when we can think of ourselves as a best friend that we need to encourage and lift up and talk nicely to, that can change everything. And that will change our words outside of our brains that come out of our mouths. And in turn, can go back in into our thought process because what the words that we use are the words that we think and vice versa or vice versa, whatever it is, you guys. So I'm going to end with that and just, I really want to hear from you. 
I want to hear how your challenge goes. Let's do this together. I'm starting over on day one, guys. 21 day challenge. <laughs> Let me know how it goes. Email me, coachemilysanchez at gmail.com. And if you haven't written a review, but you are getting good things out of this podcast, would you please take a little bit of time, write a little review for me so that we can carry this message around. It can get heard. I so appreciate you guys. Have a great one and make it what you want. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. If you enjoyed the podcast, please write a review, subscribe, share. And if you'd like to do some personal coaching with me, hop on over to my website, coachemilysanchez.com.